You're listening to a Mango Languages podcast. Sawati, kuzuzangbo. Welcome back to Adventures in Language. I'm your guide, Caitlin. In this episode of the Science Behind Language Learning, we're talking about fluency. We'll talk about what it means to be fluent and why that might look a little different for everyone. Not yet as fluent as you want to be. We've linked an episode for you in the description with three questions you can ask yourself as you reflect on what might be holding up your own quest for fluency. Give it a listen. Let me start by telling you a little story. During my junior year of college, I spent the fall semester in France. Coming from a large family with lots of aunts, uncles, and cousins, it was a big deal to miss celebrating Thanksgiving with them. I called home that day. And as the receiver was passed around, I fielded the question, "So, are you fluent in French yet?" At least a dozen times, and each time I felt more uncomfortable and less certain about my response. Finally, a voice on the other end of the line asked, "So, you're not really fluent yet, are you?" That voice belonged to my mom's sister, Pat, a high school Spanish teacher who had spent time abroad and inspired me to do the same on my own language learning journey. It wasn't that she lacked faith in my language abilities, but rather that she could really empathize with me. As a highly proficient second language speaker, my aunt Pat's definition of fluency was different from that of my other mostly monolingual family members. Now, in my own experience as a language learner, language teacher, and language scientist, I've noticed that the concept of fluency in a second language is highly ambiguous. For most people, being fluent is synonymous with having high proficiency. That is, being able to speak another language well. But definitions of fluent range from getting by in a language to speaking almost as well as a native speaker. Dictionaries don't do much to clear things up, and instead provide fairly vague definitions, like Merriam-Webster's "capable of using a language easily and accurately." But how easily? How accurately? And can you be fluent without being all that accurate? Let's take a look at what fluency experts have to say. The American Council on the Teaching of Foreign Languages, commonly known as ACTFL, considers a language learner to have superior spoken proficiency when they can speak with ease, fluency, and accuracy. The Common European Framework of Reference, or CIFR, assesses spoken language based on five aspects of language use, which include both fluency and accuracy. In order to reach the highest CIFR level, speakers need to be able to navigate a conversation in another language with ease. So we can see that, according to Actful and CIFR, fluency is just one component of proficiency, distinct from ease and accuracy. But what is it that sets fluency apart from these other aspects of spoken proficiency? Well, second language researchers pay attention to very specific aspects of spoken language when measuring fluency. In particular, they analyze talking speed in relation to pauses, hesitations, repetitions, and self-corrections. In other words, how quickly can you speak, and what trips you up? Are you pausing frequently to search for words? Are you hesitating while you try to conjugate a verb correctly? Do you correct yourself often? Taken together, these measurements seem to assess how well speech rolls off the tongue, which makes sense given that the word fluent derives from the Latin fluere, meaning to flow. Now, there are some aspects of spoken proficiency that are not usually considered when assessing fluency. These include accuracy, or the amount of errors or lack thereof, coherence, or connecting ideas in speech. And the ability to use a wide range of idiomatic expressions, meaning slang and culture-specific phrases. 
While these factors could lead to more hesitations and self-corrections, which are aspects of fluency, this isn't necessarily enough to overshadow talking speed. I experienced this firsthand when I first started learning Spanish. I traveled to Argentina with my cousin, who'd been studying Spanish for years and was teaching in Chile at the time. I painstakingly and often unsuccessfully labored over forming perfect sentences in Spanish, while my cousin spoke a mile a minute. Now, was her Spanish absolutely perfect? No. It was peppered with English filler words like so. She never addressed strangers formally, to the horror of her mother, the Spanish teacher. And she'd do things like ask for a bomb, una bomba, when she really wanted a straw, una bombilla, which made for some interesting interactions, to say the least. But she spoke with such ease and confidence that her Spanish, while not always perfect, was unquestionably fluent. Even some of the most fluent speakers make mistakes. Unsurprisingly, though, studies show that proficiency and fluency are highly correlated. In other words, the most fluent speakers are usually the most proficient and therefore make the fewest errors. So what does this mean for you as a language learner? It may seem obvious that higher proficiency can lead to higher fluency. After all, if you have a better vocabulary, a stronger grasp on grammar, and a good command of local expressions, it should be easier to put a sentence together. But in turn, fluency could help you achieve higher proficiency. Try singing along when you listen to music in another language. Read out loud. Practice talking in social contexts and about topics that are familiar to you. It's much easier to speak freely in a second language when you feel comfortable and your inhibitions are down. For example, I tend to practice by talking about my family because it's a topic that I care a lot about and I found that it's one of the easier ones to access in a foreign language. If you use a language app, you can even explore and practice with new sentences in the privacy of your own home. For example, with Mango, you can read and listen to authentic sentences covering a wide range of topics and grammatical structures and practice saying them out loud. This is a great way to build both fluency and proficiency. It may be hard at first, but the more you practice putting sounds together, the more speaking will become automatic for your brain and vocal muscles, and forming complex sentences will become second nature. Oh, and one last thing. Don't get too hung up on being perfect. Sometimes the path to fluency is about being okay with making mistakes. If you like this episode and want to stay tuned for more episodes about the science behind language learning, make sure you subscribe to the Adventures in Language podcast. If there's a topic that you want to learn more about, reach out to let us know. Be sure to check out the description for this episode for some free materials on second language fluency, including a fun interactive quiz on what fluency is and isn't. Thanks for listening. So at the... Yes, he may.